Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Alicia with the Now Listening Podcast, and I am here today with my co-host, Rochelle, and again, we have special guest, Michelle, with Truly Residential Mortgage. Hey, Michelle, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, thanks for filling in. Our other co-host, Nevin, is out for today, (laughs) but we are sure um, you'll be able to fulfill, you know, his spot. Thank you. (laughs) So, um, one of the things that we've been talking about is um, business formation, right? So, we've, of course, had you on to talk about, you know, business setup. We had um, a special guest, Marcus Dorsey, a CPA, who came um, and talked about more of the taxes, um, the formation from that. And one of the things that um, we have a question about, because each of us have joined our broker, and whether it's just join the brokerage or join the team. And we know that you have teams, right? Yes. Okay. I do have a team within Truly Residential that I work with. Okay. So tell us a little bit about team formation, like the benefits of, you know, joining a brokerage under a team versus individually. So that's kind of where we want to go at today. Okay. Um, so there's there's two types of people, right? There's the person who knows it all and the person that doesn't really know anything. (laughs) And when you first start with real estate, you're one of the two. Either you've bought and sold and you've done a bunch of stuff and you're real confident, so you join a broker and you don't feel the need for a team. And then there's someone who's starting out and kind of wants a little bit of additional support. Depending on the broker that you're with, you might have to join a team when you start. Okay. They, um, some of the smaller brokers or what they would call like a discount broker who's a little more affordable on your monthly fees, they don't train. So they usually will require you to join a team because there's no way that at $50 a month joining their brokerage that they can actually afford to sit and train you through what you need to do from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's when you start with a team and then you you work on your commission split on the cost value of joining that team. Then you have some of the larger brokers who are already charging four or five hundred dollars a month and you'll you'll see in their advertisement it's because they want to train you. And they'll say this includes all your training, we have a setup, we have all this program that you can join and learn. So some of those would be like a Keller Williams and um, I know like Century 21, they're, they're big on training. Okay. So their fee structure is a little different than some of the other brokers. Okay. Okay. So Michelle, I think you might have touched a little bit on this when you were here before, but what made you want to start your team and how many team members do you have and what is the biggest benefit of starting a team, in your opinion? 
Well, when I first started, I had been through the buy sale process a few different times. So I thought I had a good idea of what I needed to do. Um, I was familiar with the contracts and I had seen them all before. So when I joined, I joined a brokerage that did require me to join a team. Mm -hmm. And when I was with that team, it took a lot of months of training but the training wasn't what I was used to. So I had, you know, 10, 15 years in corporate America where when you say training, there's like a book involved yeah. and manuals. Mm -hmm. So when I showed up for my first few training sessions and, you know, air quotes training sessions, it was print out. They were crooked. It was faded. <laughs> and I was just like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Like even the material is it this, looking right. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. You know. I get it. Maybe it's your first time. Cool. As long as the information's there. But it wasn't. It was real, real high level or real low level information to where I was like, well, this is like, I, I did this in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't really giving me what I need. And now I've been here for two hours out of my day. I need to be chasing sales. Like, I need to be trying to get a house what am I learning? Cause now I feel like I'm not confident to sell a house cause right. I'm kind of behind. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took me about six months to close my first deal. And I called my team lead and she did not answer. Mm. And I had a listing agent from beyond mm. and she could smell that I was new and she was tearing me apart. Oh, wow. And I called my team leader and I'm like, you need to call me back. Cause she's asking me questions that I'm not prepared for. Yeah. And I had no idea I should have been prepared for. And I get a text message. Hey, I'm really busy. What's up? Oh, wow. I know you heard my voicemail. <laughs> I am panicked and, um, I'm panicked and it's my first client. And this was an all cash client. Like I lucked up and I got a girl with 300 grand who said, I need to buy a condo in the city. So I was oh, like, wow. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're all counting on me. If she wants to walk, she can walk. Absolutely. And that's money. Like yeah. I haven't had a, a sale in six months. I need the money. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I said, Hey, I need you to look at this. And she reviewed something for me. And when I submitted it, the agent tore it apart. And I said, I thought you looked at this. These are the errors the agent's telling me are their errors. And she goes, oh, well, yeah, I, I sent you this. Oh, wow. So the moment that that deal closed and I saw the amount of money that she made off of not answering my call. And that's how I'm going to wow. put it. <laughs> you know, I could have had an $8,000 check and I had 4500 mm. So she walked off with almost four grand after fees for not answering my call wow. and for texting me, for letting me submit a bad contract. <laughs> so I was livid and I walked right into my broker's office and I said, I will walk out if you make me stay on this team. Mm. Oh, Figure wow. it out because I have a kid at home. I'm not making that kind of money. And this was another mortgage payment this was groceries yeah, yeah absolutely and she didn't answer my phone um and he sat down and he said okay well what do you want to do and I said I'm gonna leave well let's talk about it a little bit more don't <laughs> don't do that yeah okay and I said I just I just want to be on my own and I'll call you if I need help but I just want to be on my I'd rather suffer through it than split my money yeah, yeah. And 
after I split from the team, I had a few more months going and I found another agent that was doing some training and I joined her team and it wasn't the same thing. She was available, but by then I had already gotten my lumps and bumps and I could roll with what I was doing yeah, on your own, on my own at that level. Um, so then when I closed a few deals, I'm just giving money away is what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, she was okay. She was available, but she never checked on me. The moment I told her, hey, I'm going to walk away from the team, she was like, okay. Like, I was just a number. Wow. It was a numbers game. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't like, what can I do? How can I help you? What do you need? Mm-hmm. She never checked on me. So she didn't even know if I had a deal going or not. She just knew when I showed up with her splice mm. of the check that I had a deal going. And that's not what I liked, and it, I didn't enjoy it. Um, so I went back to my broker <laughs> and I was like, I need to do something. Like, I just, I just want to be on my own. And I was less than a year and they don't allow that normally. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, you could be on your own. Like, just, just don't publicize <laughs> it. Just be on your own and you could reach yeah. me if you need me. And I went another year that way. And the team came about because I had a friend of a friend decide they were going to go for real estate and then I had a lady that I was actually helping buy a house who was in real estate and she says well why don't you like could you help me if I joined your brokerage Mm. I said oh well yeah I can Mm -hmm. um so I went back to my broker and I said well how do I kind of help her out without overdoing it he said well just do a team he's like Mm -hmm. don't do a referral do a team and you can you know, work it out better. And that's actually how it started. It was my broker's idea. Okay. And once I started with that, I had her join. And then my friend said, hey, I'm I'm thinking of going into real estate. What do you think? And I said, well, I can help you with that. And I said, if you want, I just formed the team. You want to join the team? And that's how that started. Okay. And I don't recruit for the team Mm because it is a lot of work (laughs) on my level Mm -hmm. of what I would like to offer people. So anyone that has joined my team is a referral, basically. It's somebody that says, I know somebody, or I'm doing this, would you be a part of it? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't don't put out, because it, I mean, it's a lot of work done right. I think there's a value, though, in you not advertising in multiple ways. One, because you know what your limits is, and if you want to be, you know, that great team lead, you know, then advertising and getting a bunch of people, number a lot of numbers from that instance doesn't necessarily work, mm-hmm. you know, for what you're trying to personally do for the people around you, you know, to help them. But as well as I think it brings a different caliber of a person when you don't because if someone's referring them to you, you not only have the person who's referring them to look at, okay, I know what my relationship is with the person who's referring them and they're not going to send me just anybody and then I'm sure they had that conversation with the person they were referring, like, look, before you go over there, mm-hmm. what did you, you know, what's your plan, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of value in the way that you're not marketing yes. <laughs> right. your business. So that's really good. And I think that actually helps bring cohesiveness probably to your team. Yeah, the goal is not, you know, yes, I'm I'm making money off of my team, but it's still an investment. You know, mm-hmm. the average agent doesn't sell a deal their first year. That's still a year of me coaching and working with that person. Right. So 
I'm not making money. Mm -hmm. So when I start making a little bit of money, it's almost a catch-up game because as a team mm -hmm. lead, there's a there's certain resources that I provide that I do have to pay for. Yeah. And I try to find affordable ways, but to do something that's not really going to benefit you, I'd rather pay a little bit and kind of build that rapport and build that loyalty because I don't want the turn burn. So I don't want to have new team members in and out all the time because that doesn't really align with people. Real estate is such a long-term yeah. deal. Mm -hmm. You know, we could do a year together and you go to another team. That That's very well possible, and I could have made no money off of that. Yeah. yeah. But it's a lot of time. You know, I try to set up my one-on-ones, and I try to spend time with each person's individual goals. So when you're part of a team – the traditional sense, that's not what happens. Um, and if you notice, there are a lot of teams that are very small. Yes. And I think those are the teams where it's more of a family and people are investing in one another. Mm -hmm. yes. And then you have teams where it's 200 agents. There's no way you're getting someone on the phone immediately. Yeah. Like, right. Not without them being tied to a desk. So how many people are on your team? So I have right now five people on the team and I have one who's in China. Okay. <laughs> so he is a team member, but he's kind of like our little ghost. He comes and goes, um, but he's teaching in China. He got a really great opportunity. So oh, that's awesome, though. we, you know, of course, encourage that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in just summation, like, what are maybe three things that you say that you offer as a team lead and what your team members would benefit from from you? And and so with that, I think that's what you should look for, period, right? So this is what I offer, but if you are joining a team, this mm -hmm. is what you need to look out for. Okay. You really do need to look out for mentorship. The resources are everywhere, you know what I mean? Everyone's got an office, but with technology, you don't need the printer. Mm -hmm. You just don't. You don't need that whole marketing department because we all do our own marketing. I mean, you have flyers, you have templates, you have all that stuff. But the mentorship, like how do you use your marketing? No one really tells you that. Yeah. You know, how do you figure out what you, who you are? Because when you're selling real estate, it's, they're buying from you, right? So you want that mentorship. And a lot of times when you sit down and write it down, you don't know what to write down. So you want to look for true mentorship, someone mm -hmm. that you really can look to and ask questions and be comfortable with. Um, and I think my teammates benefit. And I say my teammates, that no one's an employee. Um, I think they benefit from that. Because mm -hmm. I do invest in what you want and what your goals are versus hey the team's goals are this mm -hmm. how does everyone play into that no everyone kind of has their own individual needs so true mentorship availability yes um you know sometimes you can't be on the phone all the time but a good broker or a good team lead is going to be available mm -hmm. they're going to be able to schedule reach you via phone or text messages um email as well so, and they'll have different resources for that. A lot of times you can't meet face to face. Well, then what do you use? There's Skype, there's all these different resources. I want to see my 
my team members face. I want to understand body language a little better because if I speak to you on the phone, something might be off Mm -hmm. and I may not be able to pull it. So there's Google Hangouts. There's all these different resources that you can use to have a face-to-face meeting across miles. Um, So mentorship, availability, and honesty. You want transparency. You will know very quickly um, when you are working with anybody if it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Transparency. I tell everyone up front, these are the fees. This is what the cost is. This is how this works. This is where the money goes. You want to know those things. I think it puts forth a different foot when you're working with a broker and you understand what the costs are and also what you're gonna make. So when we work together on a deal, this is what the split looks like, this is how much money you take, this is what I take, this is what the fees are. My first check, I didn't realize how many fees come out Mm -hmm. from FMLS, (laughs) your broker's cap, like all these different things you don't know. So when we start and you get your first deal, we start running those numbers and there's that transparency I review all your stuff. I'm honest. I'm sincere. I will let you know what I think my best approach would be. You're free to make your own decisions, but I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And that, I think a lot of people shy from that because they tell you what you want to hear yeah. so that you're happy. Mm-hmm. And that does not work long term. Right. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So um, just real quick, because this is something we do every week on Now Listing, we want to run down what was your week like in real estate? What was it like for you, Michelle? Uh, (laughs) The beginning of the year, I load myself up a good bit. This week, we had some sporadic show-ins. I have a client we're working with. Um, I think I took maybe two or three CE classes and um, I did, I followed up like Nevin and I took a staging class. I took a okay. law class, um, a brand new contracts class. And I did a little bit of networking. I think I did a meet and greet. After a while, <laughs> when you're in real estate, your days blend together. Yeah. It's a Saturday. You don't know if it's a Monday or not. You're just happy to get out the house, I guess. But um yeah, some networking, some showings, working with some clients, and now my podcast, a little visit for the podcast. Nice. Awesome. awesome. Well, we thank you so much for being here again and dropping gems as always. So we appreciate that so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. We're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode wait, of Black. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, bro. We doing promo. Catch us on Black Korea on the Dead End Podcast Network. Hey, what was it? Every Thursday? Every Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Is everybody in? We're all over it. it. It's your boy, Larry Jr. Funny. Make sure you check out the podcast all over it on Dead End Podcast Network. You're going to hear a little bit of everything, something that you like, something that will make you want to talk about with your boys and your girls. Maybe get you a new boy, new girl. Check us out. All over.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. And we're back. So after listening to Michelle talk about, you know, her journey into starting a team and then kind of going on her own and then formation of her team, um, you know, we're both with, we're already with brokers and we all have done a little bit differently. So for you, Rochelle, specifically, um, you're on a team. So mm-hmm. what was your decision on joining the team? Great question. So we talked about the selection of brokers. And one of my driving factors in selecting a broker was the team piece. So for me, I felt like I've never done this before. This is a whole different ball game than when I was in corporate. So I felt like I'm the type I learn best from mentorship. Mm-hmm. So that's what truly attracted me to a team. And that was the number one thing that Michelle mentioned that drew me in and made me decide, okay, first of all, what broker do I want to go with? Yeah. And then which team do I want to be on? Yeah. So the one-on-one mentorship really attracted me. And um, just support. I, I, I can be, a, I am, <laughs> I'm not going to say I can be. I am a self-starter in a lot of ways. I do, I can be self-motivated. But I always feel like it's it's just a little bit more fun sometimes when you have like the camaraderie and the um, the support and things like that. I think one of the things too that drew me to a team was I did come from a large corporation, um, but the department I was in felt like a, a family to a certain extent. But even still, like being in such a global company, you still feel like a number at certain times yeah so I wanted to be part of something a little smaller okay. I mean because at the end of the day I'm a small town girl <laughs> at the hearts you know I'm in it Atlanta now and I love the city but I'm a small town girl with those kind of like small town feels and things like that so I like that kind of con- uh, the cohesiveness yeah and that connection and um, like Michelle spoke to like that face-to-face like I like to get in front of people which is one of the reasons why I'm in real estate, you know, yeah. I like that one-on-one connection with people and being able to feel people out, read people and things like that. So that's what really drew me to a team. Okay. And, you know, I think there's value in that. Um, of course, you know, as we're talking about, you know, our real estate journey, some of the things that, you know, we just don't even know up front mm-hmm. and then you learn as you go. So I joined a join a brokerage but I'm not on a team okay um but you know I've had we've had our license now at this point <laughs> I don't know six months Some months. <laughs> <laughs> <Who's counting>? exactly <laughs> and you know as you're going as you're having conversations with other agents and you're networking and you're finding out different different information there is value in you know what we're doing because some individuals might just go at it in the blind. Um, and I would say for myself, I did, but I, I know that I have joined a great brokerage. But to hear benefits of a team, especially when you are new, mm-hmm. makes a significant difference. Yes. So if you are new, I definitely believe in everything, you know, that she said that you need to look at as far as selecting a broker. 
um you need the availability you need the support you definitely the mentorship is definitely a key so if you're not going to join a team then you need to ensure your broker yes. themselves still have those same three components and Absolutely. they're able to be there for you because I know my broker has I want to say at this point 40 40 50 people mm-hmm. but um and we cover two states mm-hmm. so in a way you can say that's kind of impossible but it is it's just as much of an effort as you want to put into Absolutely. your business so um I've definitely even though I'm newer I feel supported because the time is there if you make the time mm-hmm. with the right broker again right. so it it's definitely value and those are the three things that you have to look at and then I'm gonna be honest with me teams was never a thought mm-hmm. I never interviewed brokers I went oh, really? to the first <laughs> not the first person but I went to the first broker that I had a conversation with because of what that broker was offering mm-hmm. for me and for what I knew I was looking to do in real estate which mm-hmm. is another key you have to understand what is it that you want to do? Right. Because not all brokerages support what in your head you want to do. Exactly. So it's not just necessarily, okay, yeah, I just want to sell people houses or help people, you know, buy houses. You know, there's so many again, and we continue, and we will continue to talk about it. So when you sit down and you have that conversation with the person, they need to be able to support what it is that you want to do and or say, okay, what it is that you're trying to do doesn't make sense right right right, right <laughs> for right. being a real estate agent so <laughs> um so you know um but just listening to it and I'm sure you know I'll hear more from you guys because you know you guys are on a team it's kind of good I'm a little jealous on this side <laughs> but um <laughs> but I do know my overall goal and what I was seeking um I'm, I'm able to get you know being an individual at a brokerage which Again, it's definitely different from a team perspective. It's not just about the commission split. It's yeah. definitely more to it than having the mindset of saying, I don't want to be on a team because I don't want to split. Mm-hmm. There may be value in splitting that because that lead, maybe the person, that broker or your team lead may be the person who gave you the lead on selling your house right. versus you're out here on your own per se and you haven't did right. anything because you haven't found you know mm-hmm. your leads. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I would have to say, again, and I know um, my post-licensing course, and even in corporate, I mean, I'm sure anybody out here who is a working individual has probably taken some sort of uh, assessment test, personality test, something like that at some point (laughs) in time to understand what your personality is. and, um, And even, you know, as it relates to real estate, it's important to not only know your personality, but the types of personalities that you're going to be dealing with. And for me, you know, having someone that is experienced in this industry who offers the one-on-one mentorship, um, but also to recognize the fit. Um, It has to be a good fit. Absolutely. And, you know, I interviewed brokers and immediately like there were some brokers I went into I'm like I don't like this energy I don't feel comfortable yeah. I almost felt like I was interviewing in corporate again and I was like I didn't like that yeah <laughs> I would not have either. I didn't like that so I was like you know 
my team decision was like legit because I was like, I feel good about it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, because I've heard a horror story. I've heard (laughs) horror stories about how, you know, there have been really bad fits in terms of trying to go with the team. And one young lady was saying how she got into, she was on a team and they started trying to do business together beyond just, I guess, the the team. team. Yeah. And it was, just some shady stuff that went down and, you know, the the brokers had to get involved and things like oh, that. So goodness. Yeah, it can really go south if you if you don't choose and you don't choose wisely. And another thing to look for, I think, would be to determine if the broker makes you sign any type of agreement that says you have to be either on a team or with that brokerage yeah. for a certain, you know, amount of time. Because say you don't had I mean Michelle said that you know she was fortunate enough to have that relationship and go into the broker's office and say hey this isn't working right um so you got to really make sure that you look out for stuff like that as well yeah no I totally agree and it is definitely good that once you get your paperwork from your broker that you read it read the entire (laughs) agreement agreement. (laughs) because it's too easy to say oh this part talks about this initial or sign this part talks about this initial and sign okay you're giving me a summary let me just take it and read it it's not gonna kill you oh yeah i i am i i am a reader (laughs) and i think it frustrates me so much when people don't read because you have to read that small print you have to know what you're getting yourself into you can't just blindly sign anything in this day and age yes yeah especially in real estate (laughs) (laughs) right clear right because you're talking about major investments with people and also with your own you know with with you you're you're your own business you're your own entity so you have to really look out for your best interest so okay and one of the things I did want to point out as well is that um when you're interviewing with brokers some of these brokers are in they have teams that kind of present themselves as a broker yes <laughs> does that make sense no it does so for like example um one of the big ones is what Keller Williams yes but Keller Williams has different divisions so it's like Keller Williams in town or Keller Williams um, Buckhead or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. So I know that when I passed the state exam, I started getting like, I think you can check an option on yes, like whether you, you want, want your information mm-hmm. released to brokerages. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started getting a lot of, um, you know, mail from soliciting yeah, yeah. from certain brokerages. And so one of the things is, is like you have to realize that some of those are actual teams. Yeah. So that's something for people who are looking to get into this um, industry. When you're interviewing for certain brokerages, it may be a team division of a larger entity. So just recognize that. Yes. Yes, definitely. Do your due diligence. Ask all the questions that you have, even as they say, what's that? No question is a silly question yeah no question is a stupid question yeah (laughs) yeah one of those things right so all right and I think that does it for this episode so as far as what we talked about we talked about the formation of teams we had our special guest Michelle talking about how she got into the industry what motivated her to start her team three 
key components to look out for, which is mentorship, availability. And what was that third thing she said? <laughs> it was mentorship, availability, and... The oh, transparency. Man. Yes, transparency. Yeah, transparency. That's it. I was like, Sorry. oh my gosh. <laughs> brain brain, brain freeze, freeze kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so... We have talked about how Talisha has chosen to go on her own and how myself and Nevin, who is not here, we have chosen to join a team. All right. Well, that about sums it up for this week's episode of Now Listing. You are hearing the voice of Rochelle. You can follow me at Real with Rochelle on Instagram. And I am Talisha the Realtor. And you can follow Nev at SoPoNev, and that's Nev as an N, the number three, V. And you can follow Michelle Lugo at Truly Residential, T-R-U-L-E-E, Residential, on Instagram as well. And we are coming to you from the Dead End Podcast Network. Thank you so much to Dead End Studios for hosting this podcast. Without you all, we would not be here and dropping these gems for anybody that is listening. So thanks so much to those guys for putting this all together. And we're out.